0: And if it's difficult to find a person like that or a moment when that happened to you, with you, with another person, as I said, a pet is a great benefactor. It could be a spiritual person, a divine being, could be God. In the letter I sent to you There's a video clip of Father Keating and he's, it seems like he's in constant prayer, constant prayer. He wants to abide in God's love every moment of his life. And he looks like that in the video. If you you have a chance and you're interested, take a look at that, It's, it's quite beautiful he seems like he is just completely infused from head to toe with the love of God, with the caring of God, being seen by God. And he he died two months after this video was taken. So it could be a spiritual being that evokes these qualities in you. And the point is the qualities, the feelings of awareness that we all have of love, of compassion, of acceptance that are evoked by this contemplation. So this person doesn't need to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. The love doesn't have to be totally unconditional. No love is totally unconditional in this conditional realm that we live in. That's just just some moment in time or some being. The main thing is who evokes these qualities in you, which we all have when our fabrications, our mental fabrications, our stories are released or are not, or gone for temporarily, this is what remains, this awareness, this warmth, this kindness, this love, this acceptance. So given that, Please take a upright posture, loosely upright and comfortable posture. And if you'd like to meditate with your eyes open, that's okay. Maybe look down about four feet in front of you. That can calm your mind just to not look up but to look slightly down. But I think most of you are more comfortable with your eyes closed. So please, in whatever way you feel comfortable. And take a deep breath and release into the belly, breathing into the belly. And release all the worries, all the cares, all the concerns. And sometimes it's nice to pause at the end of the exhale to settle. Now bring to mind uh, the person or the being that you've chosen. And relax into the feeling of being held in care, of being accepted by this being, being seen. With this being, or at this moment, you feel safe. As if it's happening right now, not a memory. This person or this moment is right here with you right now. The warmth, the tenderness. The ease of being, you can finally be at home with this person, this benefactor, completely at home, spacious. This benefactor is with you right now, seeing you as deeply worthy, just as you are, of love, of care, beyond judgments. Relax into the felt experience. Allow yourself to steep in these loving energies. Feeling the tender qualities. Letting them infuse your whole being. Accept this loving energy and all of its qualities into your whole body and into your whole mind, into every part of you, every layer of feeling, every layer of emotion permeated by this love, as if every part of you, every inch of you is loved in its very being. If patterns of thought arise, doubts, other Feelings. Completely embrace them. We're not in conflict with what we call hindrances, but they're not really hindrances at all. They're trying to protect us. So gently embrace them if they've arisen, allow them into this spacious warmth and acceptance of this field of care. Let any such patterns have all the space it needs to arise, to stay as long as it wants, to relax, to find its own place, and settle in its own time. Every inch of you, including these patterns, is loved and totally accepted. If you lose that feeling of loving, loving qualities, refresh your field of care, bring it back into your awareness now. And let its loving power draw you back into the feeling of it. And after a while, Let go of the image, just settle deeply into the feeling, the sense in you that's been ignited of love, of warmth, of acceptance, safety, oneness. Openness. Let this warmth help your heart and your mind to trust, relax, and release all of its frameworks and become completely open. Dropping open your heart and your mind, dropping open like space beyond reference points. Let this total openness of awareness draw you into unity with it. Let any patterns of thought or feeling that arise just unwind and release into this Utter openness. This space of deep allowing by letting everything be. Letting be into this utter openness. Utter acceptance. When you're ready to open your eyes, if you have a window, Look out your window, or just into the space in your room. And notice how nature is a benefactor. Space is a benefactor. This present moment, This life is a benefactor, pressing in on us, the sky pressing in on us, so much wanting us to be happy, so much longing for us to be free. Okay, thank you. So, uh, before we go into breakout rooms and share, Maybe some of you have a word or two you could uh, use to describe the feelings that you felt that were kindled by this meditation or by the benefactor. Love to hear just a word or two to describe the feeling of this. Please just unmute yourself if you feel like sharing.
1: Calmness.
2: Warm.
0: You need to unmute yourself.
3: Safety.
2: Acceptance.
1: Loved. Gratitude,
0: yeah, just just uh unmute yourself and
4: exalted spacious,
1: valued, peace and longing,
2: contentment.
3: Open
5: hearted. Loved.
6: Deeply moved.
4: Dave. Okay, well,
0: since no one is sharing now, maybe we can do this. In- oh, please. Unmute yourself if you'd like to share. I wonder if people are... Raise your hand if you want to, if you like sharing something. I wonder if people are having a hard time.
7: There's a phone number with a hand raised, but it's muted. So if you're on the phone. Okay. So um,
0: let's break out into groups. And in groups, if you could share your experience, maybe talk about your benefactor for this moment, or whatever you were, whatever you were experiencing, share that with each other. That's number one, sharing your benefactor. It's wonderful to hear about benefactors. It inspires it inspires us to hear about your benefactor. And remember the qualities that the benefactor is bringing to us our qualities inside you they are you so maybe describing those qualities that emerge for you something like that and if there's time you could uh, talk about what what got in the way and um, if you were able to allow and accept what got in the way and how that worked. Okay, so two parts. Your benefactor, the feelings that were evoked in you from this experience with your benefactor or the moment or whatever being it was, and what got in the way, and if you were able to accept what got in the way. Okay. So maybe we could take 10 minutes for this. Say groups of 3 or 4. Is that okay? So Crystal do okay, that ready? now. And I hope you all stay. Uh, you know, we Robert has some beautiful words to uh, express with you about this same kind of thing, loving kindness practice. And Fiona does as well about total acceptance. So let's see. Hi, David. So everyone's back, it looks like. Is everyone back? My screen is not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a difficult time today with all of this. So, um, anyhow, thank you for uh, your participation in the groups and um, happy to see you all again, even though I can't see you. Um,
8: It's two pages of people.
0: There I go, now I've got it, yeah. And again, I I also apologize. my audio wasn't working, and so I couldn't hear your responses before. But hopefully, we'll get some now. And um, you know, we'd love to hear more from you. You know, what what uh, what was meaningful in your group? What what uh, what was meaningful to you that was said, or what you said, or anything you'd like to share about your benefactor about the feelings that were arisen in you. um, And also of uh, any resistances or, or, you know, doubts or uh, other um, feelings or thoughts that arose that got in the way. And if you were able to hold those feelings as well, Hold them with compassion and knowing they're just there to protect you, just to help you misguided as they are. So please, love to hear from you.
6: I shared with my group that um, I've been having trouble finding a human benefactor in my life. And so I keep relating to my dogs, my little dogs. And uh, I'm very happy that that's an acceptable substitute. But every time we have this exercise, uh, that's one of the things that comes in and bothers me, you know, but but can't you think of a person, a human being? And when I presented this to my group, um, there were several others who were just like me. And feeling their benefactor was their pet. That was lovely. That was good support for me to feel. But there was another person who added something um, about her mother. And that touched me and has me thinking in a whole new way about how we can be loved by some of the people in our life.
0: Great, glad to hear that, Freda. And, you know, it doesn't matter if, who, who, if it's a dog or if it's a cat or if it's, even if it's nature, someone was talking about a museum, but it may mm. that way in a group, but it, it's what's important are the feelings that are in you, that are ignited by this contemplation, so that you discover this is in you. These are qualities of your own inner being, your own awareness. Great. Someone else.
8: Uh, I'll go. It's Helena. Um, I don't want to. I can't tell if anybody else is talking. Um, Can you hear me? Great. Please. Um, I my benefactor was uh, my closest friend from grade school, high school, college, Um, and it was very meaningful for me that she's the one who came up and also sad because she died about a year ago. Um, And I was, I resisted her because I shared my group. I, I am, I am having a hard time with benefactor the word, because I don't think of Mary as a benefactor because that word feels very big to me. It, It feels like, You know, a king that's giving me money to go do something. And so I spent a little, I mean, my mind was going off like, okay, I need another word for Mary because I kind of realized I was blocking people who I guess were kind to me and I think saw me and like my fourth grade teacher in a little way, but I, I couldn't see Mrs. Clifford as a benefactor. She was just a very kind woman. So um, so this exercise has been um, interesting, challenging, opening um, uh, for me, so thank you. Great,
0: yeah. well, I'm glad you found someone, Helena. And again, if the word's a problem, just let go of the word and, and, and try, try something out. But the main thing is the feelings that are in you. That are part of your own awareness. Someone else?
8: Uh, Okay.
1: Hi, this
0: is Michael. Um, I really felt this was a rich practice for me and I feel just extra blessed doing it because I feel such Mm -hmm. gratitude for all the years I've had And, um, and then even upon further reflection I even reached out to a couple of them that I haven't spoken with like one in 40 years and the other one in many years and then even going further when I'm working out in the garden I feel like the butterflies, one that landed on my shoulder, and just birds. I mean, they bring me such joy and inspiration. And um, yeah, some nature and animals, I think, can also be a benefactor for me and uh, Deep Bows. Thank you, Mike.
7: Simone has her hand raised. Yes, can
6: you hear me? Yes. Um I lost uh, uh, the... Image, I just have a list of people who are on the call. Anyway, um, I was just wondering if uh, so many people talk about their dogs, and I was wondering if it lets them open something in themselves that they cannot share with human beings, Uh, in the sense that a dog uh, does not ask too many things and that with human it's much more difficult to have that feeling.
0: Yes. Yeah, there's something so unconditional about the love, right. the love we get from our pets. Right. So, so this, this uh, by the way, I, I want to mention this, this exploration was inspired in me by uh, John Moransky, and he is, uh, I I've, I've referenced him at the bottom of my um, senior sondra letter. I think it came out on the 9th. So if you'd like to, if, if this is fruitful for you, and we're doing this in small groups, we're exploring these feelings in small groups and resolving resolving our um, what gets in the way with these feelings yeah. in, in small groups. And um, if you'd like to, exp- it's a wonderful practice. Um, but just com- that in the end, it just com- completely opens into awareness into the present moment in a beautiful open warm way it it adds a heart and a warmth to meditation which is in us And and i think it should definitely definitely be included it's so inviting so if you'd like to explore this more you could just go to the bottom of my letter and there's a link to uh to his meditations and his talks about this, that he did at Barry. Okay. So thank you very much for your participation in this and for being David. here today. David, and, uh,
9: David I, can I still say something? Sure. <laughs> um, I, I find um, what you sent out this letter and I listened to this man, John, I forgot his last name, Right. It's really it's wonderful. I sat with it and meditated with it and uh, did the practice. Um, it's so it's so healing. Um, I feel like uh, so glad that you sent that out, and um, I also feel like the more I think of someone who like you call a benefactor, uh, the more I can remember also. Uh, People or, or places where I had this felt that love, so I think it's more tapping into it and, and just making more space for that, rather than thinking of things that didn't go well, to, to open myself to what went really and showed me this love. So, so thank you for that.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you, Eve. And yeah, and it, it, this practice opens up more and more and more. It's amazing. Um, this morning, I was opening to different experiences that I had with with my parents that I hadn't remembered. It just opened up to different feelings and experiences that I had with my mom and my dad, and it and it. I remember friends, old friends, that I had this experience with, old girlfriends, old boyfriends, different being. It just it, it's kind of an endless. it it, it opens an endless kind of road to all of the kindnesses in these relationships that we've all had and that we, and also to the daily experiences, you know, to, there's so many kindnesses that enter into our daily life. People that wave to us as we're walking down the street or cars that let us go first or a friendly grocery store clerk, or the person that you're living with, just noticing, even though there may be um, some ups and downs in a in a close relationship, tuning in to the base of the base of acceptance that's so so total and so complete. So yes, Eva, it's wonderful to see to begin to see all these positives and uh, to resolve and to heal. The um, conditions that are are less complete. So I'm I'm going a little bit too long here. So I, I uh, thank you again. I thank you for that, Eve. And uh, also on my letter, uh, I invite you to look at the uh, video with um, Thomas Keating. It's it's so inspiring. It's it's what this is all about, coming from a divine source and. I must say that eventually, at some point in time, we might be just right there with some unconditional situation that we might need to call on something really unconditional. Okay.
7: Morgan wants to say
5: a word. Is there time for that?
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Morgan.
5: I'm sorry. I'm just tra- turning off my video because my internet is so bad. I just wanted to just say quickly that um, this this exercise was really hard for me, and David uh, was so hard in my small group that even David and I talked separately offline to um, to go through this. And so I just wanted to um, I don't know. I guess maybe normalize because David helped me normalize. Like I this was kind of like an area that I I didn't know that I wasn't letting in my in my experience um, with and it was very sad for me to notice that I didn't wasn't wasn't feeling wasn't receiving this in and that um, just now the awareness that I wasn't having that experience has opened up so much because now I know I feel it for other people and now I am opening up to be to receiving it from other people and it's just, really broadened my, my world and my, it's just, I'm so grateful, but at the beginning I was really upset and I apologize to my small group because I really was upset and they helped me through this as Dave did and now being in the larger group. So thank you all.
0: Thank you, Morgan. No, no, you helped you helped us all by talking about your barriers and a doorway for, for Morgan. I'm I'm sure you won't mind my saying is she has so much love for others. And that was her doorway, the feeling of love that she has for others. Okay, and we'll try to end this again and move on. Robert, please give us your wisdom.
4: Okay. (laughs) So this was a rich conversation. Thank you, David. And um, thank you, Morgan. And thank you everyone who shared. And um, a couple of things just come out of the, the sharing. That aren't really part of the remarks that I were going to make this morning, but um, you know this this whole experience of, of of this whole contemplation of the benefactor and um, what that might bring up in us is when the dust settles, it's this, it's an experience of love and. Um, uh, there's many ways to connect with that feeling of love uh, and sometimes when we do traditional promptings when when we're guided into something and we're doing a traditional kind of a prompt, um, it doesn't work for us. Um, I can remember when um, I, <laughs> I I have, When my children were little, I had a daughter, still have a daughter who was a real pistol. Now that is a nice way of saying she was a handful. And I tried to do a loving kindness practice and I took her as the object of my loving kindness. I swear to God, I thought I was the worst father in the world because I wasn't feeling anything. I just couldn't, I couldn't get this feeling that's supposed to be loving kindness, you see. But when I turned it and I thought of my daughter in a distressed situation or in a situation where she was afraid of something or, Oh, my God, my heart opened up with compassion. And this feeling of love was known through a a different gateway. It was known through the the gateway of, of compassion. And I realized that, you know, compassion and loving kindness are just different aspects, different expressions of this kind of sublime love that David was pointing us to. So many people find that to think about it in such an exalted and a grand way is a little bit difficult because we don't normally touch that in our day-to-day lives but when when you when when you're looking for an object to try to evoke this feeling and and a person doesn't come to mind but a pet does, a dog does. My neighbor has a dog. Some of you have heard me talk about my neighbor's dog, Mason. <clears throat> I never had a dog that I had a like relationship with. And then suddenly this dog has come over and decided that I'm the best thing since apple pie on the 4th of July. And he has me wrapped around his paw. I swear to God, I think of this dog and I'm just filled with a sense of affection and you know it's just so unconditioned he's just there loving me and i can't help but love him back and that feeling that natural feeling of affection is the feeling of loving kindness and the more i can surrender to it the more we can surrender to it the deeper it becomes the more uh, the less we get involved with it it's not about me loving the dog or the dog loving me, it's about love. So so that was one observation. And the other one that I wanted to say, wanted to point out because of Morgan's comment was that um, studies have shown that when, especially when they're doing research on compassion, that Compassion moves in three directions. It moves from us to another, and it moves from another to us, and it moves from us to us, so self-compassion. And a lot of people, if I were to ask, what is the most difficult form of compassion for you? I'm sure a lot of people would raise their hand and say, it's harder for me to give compassion to myself than it is to give compassion to other people. And that's probably true for many people, but the studies show that the most difficult expression of compassion is to receive it, to receive compassion from others. So, so this quality of receiving is something that we don't, when you just start to pay attention to just, just the experience of what it's like to be the recipient to receive, you see? You're receiving the sound of my voice, but it's so ordinary that you're not thinking about it, but it's wondrous that you can hear my voice and that you can make sense of it in some way, you see? This quality of receiving, and I have this theory, this is the world according to Robert, so take it with a grain of salt. But I think that one of the reasons that it's so difficult for many of us, for maybe most of us to offer compassion to ourselves, this form of self-compassion, is that we do not know how to receive kindness from ourselves. We know how to give it, but we don't know how to receive it from ourselves. We can say, oh, I'm suffering, may I, may, may the suffering go away, but we're not really open to receiving it. So one of those, so I have a, a, an actual reason for, for saying this because there's many ways that you can learn how to touch love or touch compassion And if it doesn't work in one way, you can try other ways. So when you give compassion to others or when you're giving friendliness and goodwill to others, what does it feel like in your body? Literally, what is the actual somatic experience of that? So when you get to become familiar with that feeling, then you can begin to gradually see if you can't recognize that when you're dealing with your own issues. So whether you think that there's no one, no physical person that you can take as the object of of loving kindness, when you begin to see what it feels like when you give, you realize "Mm, there's. I've received that many times, I know what that feels like. You can begin to then cultivate this awareness, this familiarity with the feeling David keeps pointing us to the feeling. It's not the object. It's not, you know, so-and so is my benefactor. It's the actual feeling of love. So so, um, so I wanted to talk about uh, the practice of loving kindness and compassion. And um, I, I did the Happy hour uh, uh, last night and so, this topic is up for me. And for those of you who might've been on the happy hour, you'll hear me repeating some of the things that I said, but we're running a little bit over. So I, I'm not gonna take too much time because I wanna give you a chance to be in breakout rooms and then have some time to debrief. And um, and I also wanna leave Fiona with enough time to share her part. So, what I want to say is that the practices these these brahma vihara practices these heart practices are ways that we can learn how to direct our awareness and and an awareness that with that has the intention the intent that's that's uplifted that's buoyant that's unconditional and it's absent self-referential boundaries it's like this quality of intention that's not about ourselves so it has this sort of exalted um, boundless feeling to it which David guided us into so beautifully but embedded in that feeling is also the reality that that intention is free from ill will and aversion towards ourselves or others. So it's an experience that does not coexist with a contentious mind. Does that make sense? You cannot feel anxious, worried, impatient, angry, and feel loving kindness in the same moment or compassion in the same moment. They do not coexist like that. So these practices of of metta and karuna, uh, compassion, they actually, the practices connect us to the sublime states And they're grounded in our own ability to relate to ourselves and to relate to other people in healthy ways. And that's not only while we're meditating, but right in the midst of our lives, right in the ebb and flow of all the circumstances that make up our daily lived experience. It is possible to connect with these feelings. So loving kindness and compassion are both innate qualities, but at the same time, there are qualities that we can purposely cultivate, that we can learn. We can learn how to access them and we can learn how to rest in them. And that whole exercise that David did with us is an expression of what that's actually like. And, they don't rest the practices themselves the practices of metta and and karuna they don't rest upon us manufacturing emotional states it's like we're we're not asked to manufacture this this lofty state of love which might not we might not be able to do it we might not be able to to touch that so let me just try to explain a little bit of what i mean and and what I'm pointing to here. So the, the cultivation of metta and karuna isn't about imposing some ideal of wishing everybody to be free from suffering or liking or loving everybody all the time. You know, it is that, but it's also about specific practices for meeting the moment of experience or maybe more accurately our attitude towards the moment of our experience without any quality of aversion, absent the feeling of aversion. How do we meet our experience like that? So negative mind states, troublesome mind states are just as natural and normal is positive mind states. It's our relationship to those states that has a direct effect on our our immediate and long-term experience. So when you think, and just for a moment, that whatever we're thinking or feeling, we are directly and immediately impacted by that before anyone else has a clue of what we're thinking or feeling. And if we think or feel in a certain way over and over again, that's going to shape our long-term experience. So positive mind states are sometimes experienced as a contraction of awareness, a clamping down or a holding on in the mind, which is a sign of us being attached ah, this is great. I love this. I don't want this to stop. (laughs) This is what I want. I don't want the negative states. But if you check in with yourself, if you feel into the somatic experience, you may discover with that kind of investigation that there's a a sort of a clamping down, the mind contracts a little bit. It's felt like you're clinging. So this idea of clinging, this Buddhist idea of clinging can be noticed in the very moment that you just, you know, you're trying to move into a state of loving kindness and you're feeling something, but you're also feeling like you're holding on to it. Negative mind states, conversely, also create tensions in the mind. And um, we try to get rid of these states because they're unpleasant. There's unpleasant feelings that are associated with this. And this is the aversion of not wanting. We cling to what we want and we push away what we don't want. (laughs) But when we can learn to feel (coughs) Excuse me, springtime is here, <coughs> and so are my allergies. When we can learn to feel the feeling just as it is, an impermanent sensory experience or a sensation in the body, rather than as an identity of who we think we are, we can begin to relax and allow the feeling to be what it is without resisting it we can allow it to pass through us without clinging to it, holding on to it or pushing it away or turning it into some aspect of who we think we are. So when we're happy, we think that we're the happiest person on the world. And when we're not happy, that's who we think we are, but it's just what we're experiencing. So, this quality of recognizing that these sublime states of love are really free from this quality of aversion. It frees up the intent of our mind and allows us to return to a kind of natural state of kindness and compassion. See, when you're not troubled by things and things aren't challenging us and difficult for us, doesn't it feel like you can sort of naturally access this quality of kindness in yourself? If things weren't difficult for a person who you're having difficulty with, would they be would they still be difficult? Would that person still be difficult? I mean, maybe. Maybe not, I don't, I, I, I'm guessing that they wouldn't. So we can learn to support ourselves in feeling the feelings that we're experiencing, but letting them throw, flow through us without being hooked by them. And, and in order to do this, we really do have to cultivate a quality of mindfulness that sees, that can actually see what's happening. When it's happening, so those are some of some of my th- my thoughts, and, and I hope I've given you enough to actually um, uh, have a conversation. We'll do a breakout room. Uh, let me just ask Fiona uh, if we can. Fiona, are you there? Yes, I am. Yeah. Is it is it okay if I turn this over to you at, at 25 after the hour?
1: Or later. I, I'm on retreat, so I my words are, okay. I don't have lots of words. So right. do what you need to do.
4: All right. We also, we also need, a, need to take a break, too. Yeah, I'd like to put you into <clears throat> a breakout room for 10 minutes. And Chris has some prompts that she'll post in in the chat for you. And and then we'll come back at um, 20 minutes after and have a a few minutes of debrief and then a five minute break and then we'll turn it over to Fiona. So um, Chris, if you could scoot them into those breakout rooms now. Okay, everyone, good. So did it work out better in the in the breakout rooms in terms of everybody getting a little bit of time to have talk? Great, wonderful. So now here's the question. We only have a few minutes because we're running short on time and we wanna give you a break. What did you talk about? <laughs> Did you use the prompts, is knowing happiness or stress connected to an inner bodily sense for you?
6: We talked more about happiness.
4: All right, let's hear about it, Trudy.
6: Oh, I didn't know I was gonna do that. All right, well, um, what I said was that um, I really like in the anapanasati one, we reach the point where we breathe in with joy and breathe out with joy.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: And it's a
6: reminder that um, practice really helps and we have a choice of any time having the joy because it's there.
4: Mm, beautiful. And let me ask you, where do you notice that you're joyful in your body? How do you know when you're joyful?
6: My heart space
4: your heart space
6: it's warm yeah
4: lovely it feels warm lovely beautiful thank you so much other folks stick your hand up going going
9: susan go ahead susan okay
3: i was going to say that we all um shared that we feel um sadness joy stress in our bodies um Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a mind-body-spirit kind of experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're feeling, um, we each had different places in our body when that we feel the stress. So it could be in our shoulders or, you know, whatever. (laughs) I have tension, Mm -hmm. headaches, tension. We were sharing some situations that evoke those feelings. Like for me, when I'm happy, (laughs) I notice I smile a lot. Like now I feel (laughs) I think, joy, yeah.
4: I think you're happier now.
3: Yeah, no, joy is just, to me, so, it's, like, so important, and I think a lot of the time I feel it. I didn't years ago, but thank God I feel it, or <laughs> I don't have to bring God in this, <laughs> but I do feel um, a lot of joy. I When sadness comes up, it does, but, you know, just in general, I'm saying in spite of all the problems and the world situation, I'm sort of in a, able to feel my own joy
4: right beautiful beautiful anyone else
2: Gail has her hand raised
4: please Gail
2: I was gonna thank you Robert for bringing bringing up something that uh, um, that is a block for me for from feeling um, my body Um and it's it, when I'm when I'm in a relaxed state and happy state, it's so much easier to contact how I'm feeling physically. But when I get in a distressed state, uh, uh, or worried, or or anxious, or um, disconnected from other people. Um, um, I make the error it seems like that you're that you were pointing to of thinking that it has something to do with me as a person mm. um, and so I miss just the 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 experience of the moment and you're pointing us back to that and I really appreciate it i um, my value for that is going up <laughs> I need I want to try to contact the feelings. Boy, I'm doing it right now. This is a good sign. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Getting choked up with how meaningful it is. Beautiful. Thank you.
4: Yeah, thank you, Gail. Thank you, yeah. (laughs) To, To be able to touch into the actual affect on the body and to just let it be what it is without, Either holding on to it or pushing it away to just let it flow allows the mind to settle and allows you to appreciate at a deeper level this quality of love that David was pointing us to and guiding us into. Because that quality isn't holding on to anything or pushing anything away. And it's not about us personally. So thank you so much for for sharing. I'm, I'm happy that you had that experience. (laughs) Okay, so unless there's one more hand up, and I don't see, is there another hand up? I can't
3: Kathleen, Kathleen.
4: Okay, Kathleen, you will have the last word on this. Kathleen,
8: are you unmuting? You have to
7: unmute yourself. It, okay. There you are. There. Yeah. Um, I am trying to maintain a practice of. Is it you can't hear me? I can hear <laughs> no, we you. can now. Yes, perfectly. Are you there? You're okay now.
4: Yes, you're fine.
7: Okay, okay. Um. Whenever I go outside, which I am able to do easily where I live, I make a practice of um, looking around and a- latching on to all the tiny bits of joy and happiness that are available in uh, in mother nature. But sometimes it's my neighbor next door. Her smiling face will come around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the birds are singing now. Um, and uh, life is good. This, the air smells good, all kinds of good things, little tiny things. And if I really concentrate on them just for a few moments and take them in, I can carry them around with me. Yeah. And it's really helpful
4: to Beautiful. me. Beautiful. Ah. Thank you. So, you know, when we start to pay attention, we notice more, <laughs> more things. And when we pay attention to what makes us feel happy, and feel love, and feel this quality of, of you know, acceptance, and so on and so forth, it does have an effect not only on our immediate experience, but in the longer term as well. So um, we can train ourselves, and this is the way that you can cultivate these qualities, very purposely and consciously. They're innate, but we can really develop them. So thank you all for your participation in this little portion of it. And I think we'll take um, a four minute bio break. And uh, if you could be back here promptly by 25 to the hour, that would be great because um, David and I ran over a little bit. So thank you all for your sharing. It's wonderful to be here with you. Okay, it looks like we're all back. <clears throat> so I'm going to um, turn it over to my dear friend Fiona and let's take it from here. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's this um, been a beautiful morning. Of uh, teaching um, I'm currently um, on retreat, <laughs> home retreat, online retreat through IRC. I'm auditing um, because of other things arising in my life. Uh, this retreat has been um, metta and wisdom. And I um, Very different practice for me. Um, Those that are familiar with metta, there's a technique, you know, uh, that's been taught of doing phrases for oneself and a benefactor, neutral person and a difficult person, sort of generating, focusing the mind, generating... Uh, qualities of kindness. But this week, because of the metta and wisdom component, it's been so gentle. It's as if we turn to the feeling, just what uh, Robert was talking about, what David is cultivating, this deep feeling of relaxation and warmth, actually sensing it inside, this innate, familiar, very beautiful quality. Um, And I felt that on this break, sitting here quietly listening to the rain, this welcome, beautiful sound of the rain, this gift in this, our parched California state. Uh, what a gift, just receiving, the Earth receiving the water, the rain. And this retreat has felt like this gift of just receiving this beautiful quality of warmth, openness. I haven't been here at the groups uh, for several months. Things seem to arise in my life. Um, So within the last six weeks, there have been four deaths in my life. And sensing this change these transitions and experiencing the love surrounding in all these different situations, love expressed in this great transition from life to death. It hasn't I don't feel a sense of sadness. I feel a sense of awe. What is this telling us? What is this telling me? What is important? That video of Thomas Keating, you know, he said, you know, we're old and I can't do stuff anymore. So now's the time. I just can empty myself and be open to love. The first talk on this retreat, uh, the monk who's speaking very beautiful but very thick French accent was had to really listen. And he said, acceptance, being open, and acceptance is radical love. And the next teachings were on how this directing, this metta, this kindness towards oneself. And... What felt to me at one point, if we can accept everything, we, are, we can be our own benefactor. Can we just accept it all? All the warts, <laughs> all the beautiful parts, everything. This is such a precious life. Can I be my own benefactor? Can I put my hand on my heart and say, this you are okay, and you're here? Nikki is the other teacher, and she was simplifying the phrases just to breathe in, you know, safety, happiness, health, ease. Can we just wish that for ourselves, just deeply, deeply, Kindly open our hearts to just accept the wish to be safe. The wish to be content and happy. The wish to have health and be strong. The wish to live with ease and be at peace. Can I be kind to myself as I would be kind to a friend, as I would be kind to a child that needed my comfort, to a friend who's lost her partner, to a nephew who's lost his father. Can I just be present? Can I just accept what is and open my heart? I was thinking about love after Father Keating's video. And um, there was another, in my early life, I had actually thought I would be a nun, (laughs) Catholic nun. Didn't work out. But I had experience of the Catholic worker. Knew people and spent a summer soup kitchen in New York City got the good fortune of meeting Dorothy Day. And she had many quotes about love. Love was not always easy. It could be hard. But I just found this today. I thought, oh, how perfect for the senior sangha. So this is from Dorothy Day. The older I get, the more I meet people, the more convinced I am that we must only work on ourselves to grow in grace. The only thing we can do about people is to love them. And that includes us, ourselves. And the last quote here, the final word is love. So let's just sit in silence. If you're lucky enough to be in the Bay Area and listen to the rain. Or wherever you are, open your heart, mind, and your ears just to nature and what's here. May I be safe from inner and outer harm. May I be contented and happy. May I be healthy and strong. May I live with ease, free from struggle. May my dear friend be content and happy. May my dear friend be safe from inner and outer harm. May my dear friend be healthy and strong. May my dear friend live with ease Free from struggle. May all these dear ones here now be free from inner and outer harm. May all dear ones who are here now, may they be content and happy. May all the dear ones gathered here know health and well-being. May all the dear ones gathered here live with ease, free from struggle. May our hearts open and can hold all beings, just be open and wishing well to those that share our lives, to those we know, to those we don't know. Can we be open? May it be so. So, thank you, David. Thank you, Robert. Thank you all.
0: And just in closing, I want to dedicate whatever whatever love or compassion or wisdom that has been felt here today, may it stay with us, stay in our bodies and make our intentions more informed, more wise. and and bring our informed, wise hearts and minds and bodies to ripple out to whoever you meet today, to loved ones in your life, to people on the street, May, may these this wisdom and compassion and love proliferate throughout the universe to all beings to all beings who are hungry and there are a lot of them to all beings who don't have a place to stay who don't have warmth or shelter from heat, who are sick, who are victims of racial discrimination, to all beings happy and all beings who are suffering, may may everyone everywhere benefit from what we're feeling right now today. Thank you.
4: Thank you, David.
0: We'll we'll see you in in a month or in small groups sooner than that.
4: Okay. Be well and happy, everyone. Lovely to be here with you. Come off mute and say goodbye to everyone bye
1: thank you thank you bye thank you everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank
4: enjoy you. this community yeah
1: bye
2: love everyone bye 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 bye
3: bye